I'm back with another real raw behind the scenes look at how I shifted my mindset around sales. As a reminder, I'm sharing actual recordings from past coaching calls with my business mentor and success coach, Lacey Seitz, so you can see what it really took to grow my online coaching business. I had so much fear coming into this second business of mine. Any story you currently have about what it takes to close sales and make more money in your business, I'm fairly certain I had some version of. And that's exactly what we're diving into in today's episode. You'll get a candid look at exactly what was going through my mind and the thoughts that were holding me back, making building my business way harder than it had to be. You'll also get a front row seat to the reframes that were absolutely necessary for me to step outside of those stories and see different results. If you're someone who has been struggling with your biz for a while now, and you feel like nothing is working, or you find yourself constantly making it way harder than it needs to be, or seems for everyone else, then this episode is for you. It has the potential to uncover your blind spots and show you exactly how to shift your thoughts for new, better, and different results. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my simple shifters. I am so excited to be coming to you today with episode number two of the sales series. Now, as a reminder, I'm airing actual recordings with my business mentor and success coach, Lacey Seitz, so you have a behind the scenes look at what it actually took to grow my online coaching business. We are hoping that this lends a layer of transparency to what you may be working through in your business right now. You may be someone who feels like sales are really icky and really gross. You may worry about talking about your business too much in your marketing. You may feel like that is being really spammy right now, and it's super uncomfortable for you to talk about how people can hire you. I want you to know that I have been there too. I understand where you're coming from, and I know that sales is something that I seriously struggled with in the beginning of my coaching business. Now, I actually debated airing this episode because it is really heavy on money mindset, but surprise, surprise, money mindset has a lot to do with sales. So while I think that it's really easy to just go to this place where you're like, but no, 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 I want more sales in my business. How do I get more sales? I think it's really important to point out here that this is the mindset work that leads to more sales. These are the exact thoughts that I had to work through to get to a place where I would even think about getting on a sales call to where I would 
even feel comfortable posting on a regular basis to where I would even understand how a client could take that next step with me and go and hire me, right? Like these were all of the things that I had to work through first before I could even get to that place. So while I think it could be really easy to listen to this episode and just be like, okay, cool, get to the sales part. But these are the exact fundamentals that made it possible for me to show up and sell down the line, which is why I really want to bring this episode to you today. I really want you to hear, even if you're hearing all of the money mindset pieces and that's coming to the forefront, I want you to keep in the back of your mind that these are the things that I needed to work through so that I could show up and sell because the two really do go hand in hand here. And without shifting this underlying layer first, without getting to all of the things that were holding me back from showing up and selling, it never would have been possible for me to shift it and take a different action, right? So that is what I want you to pay attention to here. Now, I just want to give a little bit of context going into this recording so that you can really understand where my mindset is at and what I am struggling with before we really dive in. Now, Lacey sends out a pre-call prep form before each of our coaching calls, and one of the questions on that form is, what, if anything, is currently weighing on your mind? Now, my response to this was fear, in all caps. My brain is defaulting to, I'm never going to get a client, and this is never going to work, and when will I be able to start making money on this? And I'm doing all the work to feel that, and I know that it's fear talking and not let it hold me back, but it's so much work to keep myself at bay. So we are going to talk about that in this episode, but that is really what is going on in my head right now. I am just so anxious about really landing that first client, and I feel all of this fear and pressure around it, and it is really, really difficult for me to take action or just like even step outside of that mental spiral right now because I am so worried about when it's actually going to start working. So let's go to the recording. Okay. So I think it's a little bit more surface level for you. And you tell me if that feels true, but it's almost like, I think deep down, you obviously believe this is true because you wouldn't feel so comfortable investing. Number one, you wouldn't know that your needs are always going to get met. You wouldn't have run a business for three years. Like none of that would be true if you didn't actually have this like fundamental belief that it really was possible and really was all going to work out. So What I get curious about is like, is there something about freaking the fuck out about it on the surface that feels good or feels motivating or feels rewarding? Or, you know, do you feel like I'm reading this wrong and there it really deep down, you don't believe it's possible? Oh no, I absolutely believe it's possible. Like (laughs) I, yes, I fundamentally, and that's like, that's not just like in this, I like believe that there kind of like are no barriers anywhere. Like if it's possible for one person, it's possible for another one. And like, I've seen a lot of things that people don't believe are possible happen anyway, you know, like man on the moon and all that crap. Like I'm sure there's someone (laughs) that didn't like think that that was possible, you know, like there's all this shit showing up all the time that, Mm -hmm. that no one thought was possible, capable. How many times can I say possible? But you're right. Like probably, like, I think you're absolutely right in that there's probably something surface level. So here's something interesting. I think that making money is hard, right? Like, I feel like unless I'm working hard for it, that it's not like, 
I don't want to say it's not earned, but like when it comes easy, I begin to question it. And I think that's probably where it stems from is that like, if it wasn't hard and if I'm not making it hard, then it's not going to come. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally. I've had like this before in other situations with, with clients and certainly myself. And I always call it like reverse ducking because you know how people are like, you're like a duck, you're calm on the surface and freaking out underneath. And I think a lot of us women that are like intuitive and tapped in and stuff, like do the opposite to ourselves. We're like underneath, we're actually fucking fine. Like we know (laughs) it's going to work out, but it feels really good to freak out as much as humanly possible on the surface because it means we earned it, right? Yeah. It means we deserve it. It means we're being responsible, right? Yeah. And so it's like, if you're not freaking out and the money is still coming in, it's like such a conflict with your current belief system, right? Yeah. So have you ever had a time in your business where you weren't freaking out and it was coming in pretty easily? No. (laughs) That was such a quick answer. You're like, absolutely not. Well, there you go, right? Like all evidence suggests that you freaking out equals you getting money. You guys, this is such a big thing for me. And gosh, I still have to work through this from time to time. I think that there's this way in which we think that as soon as you work through something once, you never have to see it again. And that's just not how mindset work works. It will show up at every next level of your business, and that is why having a coach to reflect that back to you is so incredibly amazing because they can be like, oh, look, you're doing that thing again that you do, and it's easier to shift that, and it's easier to get out of that story and into a new one, but this story that I... (laughs) can't make money unless I'm freaking the fuck out about it all the time is such a thing that comes up again and again and again. And the reason I bring that up is because I want you to really see that in my mind, freaking out equaled money. Like that was the only way that I could land sales or I thought I could land sales because you can see how quick I am to answer this question here. I am like, no, there is no other way to make money other than freaking out. Like I've never had that happen, right? And such a testament to the money mindset work that I've done and how things have shifted in a big way. But again, that's the pattern. Like that was the thing that needed to shift so that I could land sales because sales were never going to feel easy for as long as I was making them need to feel hard or needing to worry 24-7 about them or needing to really freak out in order for me to actually close them, right? And so counterintuitive. Of course, I didn't want to be freaking out. Of course, I didn't actually feel good. Of course, I would have much rather had sales come in more easily and not be having this conversation about how I like to make everything really freaking difficult because that very clearly wasn't serving me. But again, this is the work, like this is the mindset work that leads to sales because there's no way that I could exist in the world thinking that everything had to be really worrisome and really difficult and then also go out and land sales really easily. Like those stories just don't sit together. And that is why this conversation is so incredibly important to have and why it shifted everything that came next. So of course you're going to keep freaking out. It's paying off, right? Is it? (laughs) Well, you're not on the street. 
yeah. eating ramen noodles as we, as we yeah. discussed. So yes, right? I don't know that it's working out to the extent that you want it to, mm-hmm. but it's serving you, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. So then like, follow my logic here. What would have to change for you to like hit that next income level? So in my mind, I would need to get more clients. Mm-hmm. Like story-wise. Oh, like story-wise. Um, I would need to believe that I could be like calm and cool and collected and that the money would still come in. Because you kind of like maybe hit your cap with that. How much can I freak out to bring in money, right? Yeah. There's like an energetic thing there, right? We're like <laughs> level of freak out equals this much money. And this is what I'm comfortable with. So what I have to change is like my belief and story around it, which of course changes the practical nature of things, right? But does that make sense? Yeah. I think the how is kind of hard for me, like how to figure out how to, because I can tell myself like, oh no, it'll come, like, don't worry. But that's not me actually like being calm about it. Like I'm still going to wake up at 4am with like the oh crap feeling. Well, I think a couple things. So one is deciding that you want to change it, (laughs) which I think is probably not something you really done before. You've maybe thought, oh, I would like to not feel this way. Once I work harder and get more money, then I'll not feel this way versus like, I actually fundamentally have to change that in order to let more money come in because I'm at the cap of my freak out, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think a decision is really key. Like I'm deciding that I'm like no longer available to do this shit to myself. Does it mean it's going to change overnight? No, but I do think that like that decision factor is really important. And then I think the other piece is like, so we have this uh, saying that we use in therapy, which is don't argue with crazy. And so fundamentally when you're saying it's fine, don't worry, it's fine, it'll be fine, it'll come, you're still arguing with the negative, right? Mm-hmm. You're still engaging with it. You're still on that train, let's say. Sure, you're telling it it's wrong, but you're like fueling the fire, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think you know, there's this philosophy mindset-wise that like anything you give attention to grows, good or bad. I have no idea what your political affiliation is, but like as an example, our president got a lot of attention. <laughs> Most of it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. But he's still in the White House because he got the bulk of the attention, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like where we send our energy, it's not like charged positively or negatively. It's just where the energy goes, right? Mm-hmm. So for you right now, when you're, when you're in the space of, I'm willing to give attention and argument to the lack, <laughs> you're still one step further down the path than deciding it's true, but you're still a step away from like just not giving it attention. Does that make sense? Yeah which practically is a lot harder to put into place than what I'm saying. But here's what I would do. I think um, let's give it like a container. So like for the next week, just one week, you're like, oh my God, I'm already uncomfortable. (laughs) I can see your face. (laughs) Just one week. Um, I want you to play with just stopping the thought instead of engaging the thought. Okay. 
And so what I mean by that is like, say the thought comes up, like this is never going to fucking work or like you need more clients or whatever. Instead of being like, well, man, that's not totally true because like, whatever, I want you to picture a stop sign in your head and go do whatever the hell else you can possibly do to distract your brain. So we're not like affirming that it's not true. We're not arguing with it. We're not looking for evidence. We're literally just like, I'm not available for you this week. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. I just want you to see how that feels. Like does, and, and again, like only a week, because if you want to go back to worrying, we totally can. But I think it will be like interesting to see number one, how often is that actually coming up for you? Like not that you have to count, but just when you're picturing the stop sign, I'll make you more aware of it. Right. So if you're like, Oh my God, I'm like literally putting energy to that 17 times a day. Mm -hmm. Be like super informative. Right. Okay. And then two, it's going to teach you that like you control the thought so much more than you realize. Like if you just don't give it attention, 17 goes down to seven, seven goes down to one. Right. Because it's just not getting your attention. Right. Like, you know this because you have a puppy. It's like when they do something bad and you give them attention, they just keep doing that bad thing all the fucking time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, wait, how did this happen? And so same thing, like your thoughts are going to keep repeating if we keep giving them attention. So just one week. Does that sound good? Yep, let's do it. Okay, all right. Stop sign one week. And then just keep me posted. Like, you know, this is feeling great. This is so tough. I can't even do it. Like, just let me know. Cool. Okay. It is so interesting to me to go back and listen to this recording and see how this stop sign conversation actually unfolded because this is the money mindset exercise that literally changed my life. I went from someone who used to wake up at 3, 4 a.m. with panic attacks about money, wondering where the next client was coming from, how I was going to keep my business running. And just to point out here too, like I was running the design business at the time. So much of that was referral based, but I was still landing 10K website design projects. So I just think that it's super interesting here too, to point out how our brain will fuck with us, right? (laughs) So the story around there was that there was never enough, that there was never enough money, that the business wasn't doing as well as I wanted it to be doing, that I needed to get the coaching business off the ground, that really needed to get going. I needed that client. I needed that validation that I could get a client in the coaching business. Like those were all the thoughts that were going through my head. And the reason I'm telling you that is because I think that a lot of times we get to decide what the story is around that. I look back and I'm like, damn, I was selling 10K website design projects. That's incredible, right? But at the time, I felt like I was doing the worst. Like Lacey references eating ramen in this recording because that was actually how it felt to me. That was actually how scared I was. The level of energy I was bringing to these coaching calls was that kind of panic. That like, what's gonna happen if I I don't land a client soon thought process. And it just wasn't as dire as I was making it out to be. And I can see that now, but I could not see that at the time. I was like so wrapped up in that story. So this is my invitation to you to really look at what are the stories you've crafted around money and sales and are those actually true? And I think that is so key here because the fact that I hadn't gotten a coaching client yet mean that this business wasn't valid. 
valid and I wasn't doing as well as I could be doing and all of these other things that just weren't true. So where do you have those stories and where can you shift them as well? All right, let's talk about mindset stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, so obviously you're feeling more on board with that, but like yeah. there's like a lot of resistance as far as like what are people gonna think and will they get it and like all of that. So just like give me a little brain dump of like where you feel like you kind of left off with that thought process. So I'm feeling better about it because I think at first when you said it last week, I was like, no, like I, <laughs> I see mindset coaches and I'm like, like, what do they actually do? Like, like, what are they spending their days doing? Like, I don't get it. Um, but when I thought more about it and I looked back through like what people were saying that they got out of, um, the beta tests that I did, no one was saying like, this is like the best scheduling tool I've ever used. Who knew that this existed, you know? Or like, oh, I can <laughs> like now I know how long it takes me to do laundry. Huge win, you know? Like no one's saying that. <laughs> but, but what they were saying was that like they had more confidence in their day to day and that they felt a lot lighter and they knew that even when things shifted, which they like inevitably do, um, that they felt like they had like the capability to handle it. And that just like the way that they were showing up changed a lot. And then there was one question, um, I sent out like a feedback questionnaire at the end. And there was one question about like, do you feel, even though I was like focusing on lifestyle, right? <laughs> um, do you feel like this changed the way that you show up in your life or business or both? And most ever, like both of them answered both. And they said, like, even though we focused more on, like, the lifestyle aspects, that they felt like it changed the way that they work and the way that they think and things like that. So all of that, like, reinforced the mindset thing. And then I go into the program with just, like, one goal for people. Um, like, we're going to uncover all these other things, but I want to focus on, like, one big goal that we had for you over the eight weeks. Um and those, we kind of like decide it together. It's like a back and forth process. Like, does this feel like a good goal? Um, and those have always been like more mindset based. Like with we worked on her decision-making skills because she just like felt so paralyzed that she couldn't ever make a decision. It was like holding her up in so many ways. And then with we worked on the energy like balance between like her side projects and her business and where she should like actually be putting, you're laughing at me. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, where she should like actually be putting that energy. So the mindset stuff makes so much sense when I look at it in that way, because I'm like, yes, like we're not like strategizing funnels or anything like that. We're not like organizing your business differently. We're not working on like emails, but like we're working on your mindset around your life and your business and how they intertwine and how you're spending your time and how you're prioritizing, and how you're focusing. And all of that results in this like aha mindset shift. And I think the most important thing that I want to like, like put a, put a bow on here that I think is like where you were maybe struggling is, and that is what results in actual tangible results. Does that make sense? Like let's use the um, side project versus business balance thing. Is she going to get more results in her business because of that? Hell I yeah. I imagine so, yeah. Of course, right? 
Yeah. Um, if you can't make decisions and then all of a sudden you feel good making decisions, are you going to get more results in your business because of it? Hell yeah. Decision fatigue is like one of the worst things for you in business. So I think that like you're almost like stopping yourself before the results on the other side of it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But like the, the work of mindset isn't woo. It's very practical in the sense that like it will get you more results than working your ass off ever will. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at these two women and they just were, you know, say didn't, didn't take this and just like work themselves into the ground or just like stayed stuck and paralyzed, like would that get them <laughs> nearly as many results? Of course not. Right. Mm-hmm. So for mindset, it's not necessarily like that it's not practical. It's just that it's your job to tie it to the practical. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, just as like a, a side note, right? Like we just spent however long talking about how you feel about money. <laughs> mm-hmm. My belief slash knowing is that that will help you get clients and make money more than me sitting here for that same amount of time talking to you about like, did you post on Facebook today? Right? Yeah. Um, not that that can't be a conversation. It's just that like, I think those are equal. And I think mindset's greater as far as like, what's the outcome here? What's the result we want here? So I think that like, what I don't want you to limit yourself on is feeling like this is the impractical woo stuff. And this is the results driven stuff. Same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I can definitely see how I I'm doing that. (laughs) How I'm like separating the two. Um, and I think it's just like seeing more examples and really like embracing those examples of, okay, we've worked on all those mindset things, but like, look at all the things that made happen in their lives, you know? This is such an important conversation to have because I see this happen all of the time with my clients as well, where you stop just shy of the result that's actually possible for your clients. You stop just shy of really explaining what that transformation actually is. And that's a little bit of what's going on here. I think I am really leaning into the woo side of mindset, feeling like it's really vague, ambiguous. It couldn't possibly be the thing that shifts things for people in a big way, which of course now I totally 100% believe in and will sing its praises forever. But at the time, I could not see how that was the thing that led to results. And I wasn't really comfortable talking about what those results actually were. And when you're not comfortable talking about the results, it's even harder to sell those results, right? Because you're missing a certain amount of confidence and clarity around what those results actually are, which is why this conversation was so powerful, because you can really hear Lacey going, no, 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 (laughs) it's not just the mindset. It's all of the things that the mindset made possible after that, and really just that permission piece to step into those results more, to lean into those more, to become more comfortable talking about what those results actually were, and to really start applying those to my business. I have a little bit of a theory that I've um, constructed in this, in this conversation we've been having, which is I think that mindset is hard for you to get on board with above any of these other reasons, because it feels too fun and easy. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, because it's like the thing you actually want to do. Yeah, I would say 110%. It's why when you see other mind coaches, you're judgy because you're like, bitch, please, you're not even working that hard, right? Like, you know? <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> probably. Because like money or making money equals hard work. And so like leaning into something that doesn't feel like hard work and actually feels like fun and actually feels like something you would just want to talk about all day with your friends and stuff like that is like, it's just like rubbing up against like all these beliefs you have, right? Yeah, totally. Because if it's fun and easy, then I don't think I can make money. Right. Then I'm just going to be like broke on the street because I'm having fun. Right. Yep. And so I think like that's more of the The issue to keep looking at, which is like, like, but again, you've done this work elsewhere. Like, why did you think that you were able to leave that job that was making you miserable to move? Like, how were you able to justify that? That you deserve to have fun and be happy? I mean, I just didn't, just didn't like the way I was feeling, right? Like, I was like, this is like, I'm not doing this forever. It's the same way I felt when I sat down at my desk job. And on like day two, I was like, wait, I only get one week of vacation and I'm working the rest of the time. Like, what? <laughs> what? nobody told me that yeah. <laughs> I don't even get summers off anymore what is this uh-huh. um yeah I think I just decided I didn't want to feel that way and I probably just need to decide with money that I don't want to feel that way I mean listen like I I think that like you're on the right path and like this is sounds so cheesy but it's true this is your life's work right it's like you keep having the same experience over and over again which is like decide you can have fun decide you're here for for actual enjoyment decide it's about pleasure like you you continuously keep having to make that decision the universe is like hey here's another one hey here's another one and then ironically you desire to help other women make that decision Mm -hmm. mindset like it's all beautiful. It's all like from where I'm sitting, I'm like, duh, of course this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is your life's work. You've been doing this for years, but it's just hard when you're in it because you're like, wait, I'm like learning the same lesson over and over again. Does it mean it's wrong or does it mean I'm doing it wrong or does it mean it's not the lesson? And of course not. It means it's totally the lesson and that's why you keep learning it because you're going to teach it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes so much sense. Like, Yes. I really think that we all have like literally like one or two lessons that we just learn over and over and over and over and over again. And like the cool thing is if we can get better at it, life gets easier. Yeah. Yeah. The really hard thing is when we beat ourselves up about it each time, right? Yeah. So I would guess, but again, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. There was probably a time where you beat yourself up in that job for like, why can't I be happy here? Why can't I like it? Why can't I figure this out? Whatever, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so now you're doing that in your business a little. Oh. (laughs) You're like, tell me something I don't know. (laughs) We already figured that out. Um, but, But again, like, so you just get to learn it faster this time. So how long did you spend beating yourself up there? Let's do it quicker this time and, like, get through that, right? Yep. And ironically, that's the thing you get to teach now too, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like, let's stop spending all this time feeling shitty and doing stuff you don't want to do and figure out how to feel good doing stuff you want to do, right? Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. (laughs) 
But the cool part is you get to use yourself as your own best case study. So then this stuff feels relevant and fun and purposeful and useful for your business now. Mm -hmm. Right. So like in being like, Oh shit, I have this like pretty, uh, deeply rooted thing at the moment that like making money is hard. Oh my God. I can't wait to like be my own best case study around that because that's totally going to come up with my clients. Cause it's such a relevant topic. Right. Yeah. And then you don't feel bad. Like doing that mindset work in the middle of the day, actually thinking about that, figuring out a process for that, because then you get to pass that along, right? Mm-hmm. So does that feel true, good, makes sense? Yeah, it feels good. It makes sense. Your mess becomes your message. I freaking love this because it's exactly right. I think so many of us are so afraid that Someone could know that we once struggled with the exact same thing that we now help others with, when in actuality, that is what makes you uniquely qualified to do the work that you're doing in this world is because you once walked that path. So by tiptoeing around that and trying to pretend like you never once had a challenge or you never once had a struggle, you're actually hugely disconnecting yourself from your audience and you're going to make it so much harder on yourself to actually sell. However, when you can embrace the fact that things once felt really hard for you or you once had the exact challenge that you now help others with, that is when you can connect with them on that deeper level and you can help them to embrace that transformation. And that's what I love so much about this conversation here. I've also heard this described as your mess becomes your message. And I love that so much too. I wish I knew who said it. So if you do, definitely let me know and I can add it to the show notes. But it's so good because most of the time it's that mess that really fuels us to do the work that we do. It really propels us forward because we realize that it's exactly what we needed to get out of our own way. It's exactly what we needed to get the result that we wanted. And then we're able to turn around and help others who are on that exact same path, who have that exact same struggle. And trust me, that sells so much better than pretending that things were never messy for you or you just happen to be this perfect human being that never had a challenge because then it is so much harder to sell from that place. But when you can embrace it, when you can say, hey, it was messy for me too, I get it. And that's why I do this work. That's why I help others with this transformation now. That's why I help them get this result. That will sell better every single time. So then my next question is, What's with all the stuff about what other people think? <laughs> yeah, right? Because I normally don't <laughs> give a shit, like, at all. You're like, tell me about it. I didn't even know that was there. Yeah. I don't know. So I think, uh, good question, right? It's probably my own. So we can blame what other people think, right? It's probably my own problem in that, Like, I think exactly what you said, where it's like, okay, this seems too easy. No one's going to pay me for it. People are going to think like it's fluffy and that I'm not actually doing anything and that like, I'm not, because it's not hard because I don't have to like spend hours turning, like making the perfect logo ever and making people happy that because that will come like more easily and more naturally that this feels fluffy and like there's no actual deliverable. And I think that's only exacerbated by 
society's view of coaches and like not like being full of BS or being a scammer, insert whatever opinion here. Um, (laughs) And I think like the combination of those two is probably why I'm like, oh God, what will people think? Right. And like, I launched it once under the design site and like, didn't get any bites on that. And I think like that probably messed with my head. And I think like, it probably has more to do with me than it does with what other people are thinking. Um, Because in other areas of my life, I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter what they think. It matters what I think. And like, I can't even point to like, Ryan, my boyfriend has been extremely supportive. Like he's been like, you're really doing the work to like get this thing up and running. Like good for you, you know? Um, And my parents, I think my parents are skeptical, but they haven't like openly been like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're just like, okay. (laughs) And like skeptical is like, I just don't get it versus Mm -hmm. like, I don't think I, or I don't believe in you. Right. Yeah. And I think like friends just don't understand the whole like, entrepreneur thing in general so like I don't think that necessarily has ever bothered me because I'm just like okay you're not my people right so like the worrying about what people think probably has more to do with me than it does about actual other people so I want to I want to share with you something (laughs) that I usually don't (laughs) don't share so early on because it's a little woo and um weird, but it's, it's, it's exactly what you need right now. So (laughs) buckle up. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, uh, okay. So there's this woman I'm obsessed with. I'm sure you've heard me talk about her. Her name's Carolyn Elliott. I love her. Um, she has nothing to do with the business space. She's just super witchy and weird. She runs a blog called witch. Um, but she has this process that she talks about (laughs) and it's called existential kink, which sounds super weird because it is. But it's genius, especially coming from like a therapy background. I just think that she's, um, she doesn't come from a therapy background. But what I'm saying is I think she's magnificent because I think she could contribute so much to that world, which is this. Having is evidence of wanting. So if we have something, there is something in us that wants that thing. Yeah? hmm Okay. So what we do is spend all our time pretending we don't actually want it. <laughs> like yeah, I, I have this business that's not making as much money and let me spend all my time talking about how that's not actually what I want. I want a business that's thriving. I want this different. I want whatever, right? I'm just using that as an example. And so we never really get the experience of what we're wanting. So to make that a super easy example, say I really want pizza all the time. <laughs> but pizza really upsets my stomach and I'm trying to work out a lot and I don't really want all those calories. And so I want pizza. I want pizza. I think about how I'm wanting pizza. I want pizza. I want pizza. Don't give it to myself. Then I finally give it to myself and I feel so much shame and guilt the whole time I'm eating it that I don't even get the experience of it. And then on the other side of that, I still craving pizza, craving pizza, craving pizza, right? Mm -hmm. And so what her philosophy is, is like, if we can just embrace and actually like the thing that feels bad, hence the word kink, (laughs) Um, like the thing that hurts, so to speak, then we own it and can move through it so much faster. So there's a part of you that feels more comfortable playing small, not having gotten it off the ground, making money the hard way. Like there's a piece of you that loves that gold star of working really fucking hard for money, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of feels good, kind of feels juicy, kind of feels like you're like winning the game, right? Mm-hmm. 
not all of you, but obviously a greater part of you. So if you could spend a little time relishing that experience versus pushing it away, the likelihood that you'd be ready for it to leave is higher. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like if you were like, oh my God, everyone's effing crazy this week because of Labor Day and I'm working super hard, Memorial Day, whatever. (laughs) That day. That day. Um, And I'm working super hard and it feels really intense, but you know what? I feel like I'm earning that money and it feels really good to feel like I'm earning that money and I'm going to sit in this feeling and I'm going to relish it and enjoy it and live into it. Totally counterintuitive to the law of attraction, right? And it feels kind of scary to do that because you're like, well, I don't want more of that. But when we get the experience, we can transmute the experience, right? When we keep like calling in what we want, but not letting ourselves experience it, (laughs) we keep calling it in. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I'll keep wanting pizza forever until I actually have the experience of like eating it, enjoying it, relishing it, and then being able to move on from it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Yep. So thoughts on what it would look like for you to actually like enjoy working really hard for money. (laughs) This is so mind blowing because what I have found to be true both for myself and for my clients is that if you are not seeing the results you want in your business, if you are not closing the sales or landing the clients you want right now, then there is almost always a part of you that is more attached to the struggle, more attached to the challenge than you are the result or goal that you're working towards. Now, why this is important to recognize is because this shifted things in a big way. Because as soon as I stopped pushing away that experience, as soon as I stopped putting so much pressure around the coaching business, because I just didn't want to be in my current experience. I wanted to be over there. I wanted things to be working already. I wanted to just be in a different place. As soon as I was able to acknowledge, okay, this is part of the journey and this is part of what I have to accept and experience in this moment so that the coaching business can work, it really relieved a lot of that pressure that I was feeling because I was able to be in that experience and move through it instead of wanting to kind of hop over it entirely or just be in a different place or not really feel anything associated with the struggle or the challenge. Like Lacey mentioned here, I wasn't really giving myself that full experience of the struggle. So I constantly felt like I wanted to be somewhere else. I wanted to be doing something else. And that was just like not the right energy to be in to see more results in my business. Enjoy it. Um, I think I, so I think I have a tendency to be like, oh, it was a really hard day and I'll, and like, I'll bitch about it. Or I'll like, just say to Brian, like, why isn't like, why isn't this one person getting it? Or like, there's this disconnect here or someone could have handled something better. And I think I always approach that from like a place of like complaining about it. Mm -hmm. So if I was to enjoy it, I would be like, oh my goodness, it's so good that I'm here to support them through that because what would they do without me? Like, what would, like, how would they be handling this? Like, we're so blessed that we, like, found our way to each other because otherwise, like, they would be doing this all alone and that would be terrible for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that would be, like, a huge part of it. Um, Maybe even, like, I'm so glad that they're such a hot mess because it makes me feel like I'm earning the money. Yeah, I'm even more valuable. Like, they're just increasing Mm -hmm. my value because they don't know how to handle these things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I think I would like enjoy quick turnarounds more. Mm-hmm. Yes, like look at how productive I was today that I was able to turn that around so quickly. Like look at me go. Yeah, I think I would appreciate my own value more. Mm-hmm. Probably the bottom line. Yeah, totally. And even like like appreciate the ickiness, so to speak, right? Like the ickiness of like having to work really hard for money. Like there's a value there in that it makes you feel valuable, right? Yeah. So right now it's just shit because you don't feel valuable and you're working really hard. If you could be like, oh, okay, like I'm just going to let myself feel valuable because actually I really like calling this in and I really like it when I feel valuable and I really like it that they can't do this shit without me. <laughs> Suddenly you don't have the need for that anymore. You're like, yeah, that felt good, but not, not really as good as I thought it would, right? I actually want to do the other thing where I don't work this fucking hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you get to have the experience first. And I think my feeling is that's a big part that's been missing from this for you, where like you called in what you wanted, but you're not having the experience of it. And so it's feeling hard, bad, guilty, whatever. To, to move into this next level of like, I don't have to work hard for money. Cause we didn't get, we didn't feel this piece yet. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like getting engaged on the first date. Like mm, doesn't feel that good. Cause I didn't feel this first piece yet. of just like what it's like to date you. Right. Even though getting engaged is a good thing. Potentially it's like too much, too fast. Didn't get to feel the thing. Same here. Right. Too much, too fast without feeling the thing. So I think that like a lot of this is like, enjoying a little before being able to let it go. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So two things I want you to do this week. I want you to look at your offers and see like, where do you feel like they already fit? Where do they not fit? Um, meaning like what pieces are you like totally focused on the practicality? Is it already like a perfect fit and you just need to add some mindset stuff? Like what's going on there, right? Okay. So that's like your practical piece. Your other pieces are the stop sign. And then I want you to do the like existential kink thing for like 15 minutes a day. Does that make sense Mm -hmm. when I say that? Yep. Okay. Um, Does this homework feel triggering? (laughs) No. Okay, good. I don't think so. I think it's exactly what I need, which is the whole point, right? (laughs) I'm proud of you. No, I mean, honestly, this is not a green light to go do this, but I was half expecting you to be like, I need more practical to do's. Like this is making my skin crawl. (laughs) No. So that's so good that you're not feeling like that. You're like, bring it on. Let's do this shit, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I think, yeah, we'll see where we land. Maybe after a day or two, I'll be like, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me for episode number two of the sales series. It has been so much fun to give you a real behind the scenes look of what it took to grow my online coaching business and bring a level of transparency to the process so that you can understand the kind of mindset work I did to become comfortable and confident selling in my business. I hope that you are gaining an immense amount of insight from these coaching calls, that it is really bringing to light some of your own stories that you have around sales and helping you to shift those and move through them faster so that you can make more sales in your business and truly thrive. 
If you are enjoying this episode and you know someone that could benefit from it, I would absolutely love for you to take a moment, take a screenshot of it, and go ahead and share it on Instagram stories. You can tag me at Amanda Joyce Weber so that I can see it and I can share it out as well. This really does help more people to find this episode who need this information so that they can really thrive in their business. I would be so, so, so appreciative to you if you would take a moment and just do that for me. If you are struggling to sell in your own online business, I would absolutely love to help. You can go ahead and grab one of my absolutely free 30-minute sincere sales coaching calls where we'll get to the root of the number one mindset challenge that is holding you back from really selling in a way that feels good. Together, we'll reframe that challenge and you'll walk away with one simple action you can take to start landing sales with more ease. You can grab that free call at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales so you have the coaching support you need to shift it and get into a new story fast. I only do three of these each week, so be sure to grab yours before it's gone. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. You are your own best case study. I love this so much because it's one of the best ways to stop making things feel really... See me?